0: What really? It's not that bad. I mean, it's look, it's hot. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, it's hot outside, but it's like, it's not. It, I enjoyed it. I, it's nice. It's nice. It's even less humid than you might think. It's mm-hmm. way better than if it was 85 degrees and it just rained. Like it's, it's great right now. You know,
1: what's the worst conditions to, uh, to do delivery in Danny?
0: Dude, that's a re I snow's bad. I don't like snow. Snow's a good one. It's really hard to manage. There's only a couple bikes that you can really ride and are built for snow. Yeah. They're actually those really big fat tire bikes. Yeah. The ones that are like this big, those are specifically designed to ride on like sand Mm in snow do you ever get those like snow
1: tires for bikes
0: no they're never i've never tried them and honestly the ones that that have like little bits of metal in it like actual metal to grip the ground those are like downhill tires and they're used for when you're literally going down like a german mountain at like 60 miles per (laughs) hour on a down on a downhill bike they're really cool um they're really cool tires, but I've never tried them. But yeah, anything slippery fucking sucks. Um I this yeah, I mean, I had a very interesting experience a couple days ago. It was probably like a week ago now. Um which was just like it wasn't a bad weather experience. It was just sort of like uh oh, look, you're totally and completely at the will of like or rather the morality of like who you're working for and you have no um means of like uh disputing anything like i was delivering in williamsburg brooklyn and i picked oh, yeah. something up uh from not van lewin from milk bar milk bar was it i, I don't know why i forgot that for a second mm-hmm. and um uh, milk bar is like this um it's this uh uh it's this fun and fancy, you know, like a uh, uh, sundae and milkshake. Ooh, they're mm. real. I mean, uh, they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll knock you on your ass if you're lactose intolerant. Danny,
2: Danny, Danny, Danny. I got an idea <laughs> for a restaurant, okay? I got an idea, yeah. all right? Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is perfect yeah, yeah, for the yeah. kids on the Tinder date, okay? You meet me at this restaurant, and this is the product, okay? We take cereal milk. You know what you love? Cereal yeah. milk. Remember when cereal you used milk. to watch Gummy Bears? You're a little kid. You've eaten all the cereal, but there's still the milk left, and it's mm-hmm. got the it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 been infused. You know how vodka is sometimes infused with on, onions or pickle juice, some sort uh, of flavor. Mm-hmm. We've infused this uh, whole milk two or two percent with uh, with uh, rice krispie powder. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, we turn l- that. We take birthday cake and we mash it into that milk. Yes, and we turn that into a, into a thick boy milkshake.
1: Milk bar <laughs> there's just, a- <laughs> milk, milk bar just reminds me of like the creators of the Taco Bell menu, but like twice the price, basically.
0: Yeah, you just gave me the a beautiful visual of just like they have the facade in the front where it's like kind of cool and hip, and there's like somebody with like um, a septum piercing giving you a milkshake. But in the background, there's, like, a 90-year-old grandmother from Romania. And she's in one of those wine grape stomping boxes. But she's just stomping the, the, the Captain Crunch into the milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the day, I stomp the milk. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just,
0: just, like, inadvertently making heavy cream. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I delivered. I picked up, like, a quart, uh, a pint, like, a little a little thing of ice cream from there. Had to have cost like ten dollars minimum. Min- minimum. This is before
3: minimum. the app charges. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. The rest assured, this person is spending in the in the range of 15 dollars after everything is said and done. And I saw it, and it was one of those things where you had like a pre uh, premonition where you're just sort of like, this is gonna be dumb. This is gonna be this is gonna be dumb as hell. This is gonna be really, okay. this is really, really stupid.
1: Why was it dumb? Uh, what What like made that feeling for you? It's
0: it was dumb because like once you go west of a certain point in Williamsburg, usually past Berry Street or mm-hmm. White Street, you get into um the newly developed Kent Avenue area, oh, which yeah. is just a whole street full of those like concrete masses of buildings that are exclusively filled with like you know people with four passports who are worth more than you or I will be ever worth in our our
3: lives several mm-hmm. times over could we call mm-hmm. them fintech oligarchs
0: yeah Ooh. yeah 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 Fi- yeah fintech oligarchs for sure um but their children uh will mm-hmm. live in those Uh, As well, and uh, that whole
1: neighborhood just looks like this, like this setting for a Black Mirror episode.
0: Yeah, it's got heavy Black Mirror vibes. Well, it's it's especially so because like the the inside of those buildings, no cell service. You cannot. There's no fucking four G inside those things, and I think it's because they're just made of fucking concrete. Like you can't. Like I'll try to be like, oh, delivery completed, and it won't go through until I'm outside of the building. You know, it's super stupid.
3: Now, Danny, I'm already having a panic attack because you're <laughs> telling me you're going to deliver a highly perishable, uh, thick, sour milk product in mm-hmm. 90 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's like it, it's it's hot as hell. I mean, like, look, I don't even mean to toot my own horn. I can ride a bicycle fast. I know how to get places quickly. He can. But, like, I, I get to the place and, like, sure enough, it's like one of those style buildings. And... You know, they won't let you past the fucking um, main areas of a lot of these buildings because of coronavirus. They're just like, yeah, just put it on the table there. And I'm like looking at it and I'm just sort of like, this shit's going to get fucked up. (laughs) Like this is going to be uh, this shit's going to melt. And then I'm going to have to hear about it. And I even make a point of never answering the phone when I'm working. If it comes from like a, um, a 415 number, which is San Francisco. Um, because it means it's somebody from the headquarters of that app, or it's being routed through okay. their like yeah, phone yeah, yeah. number and and on an anonymization process, you know. And like later on, I get back and I'm looking through like my earnings detail, and it just shows like, oh, subtract three um, dollars, and I'm just sort of like. That's that fucking. That's the fucking tip that I was supposed to get. God damn it! it and and it's they all just because yeah, they took away my tip, and it, it was just the dumbest shit in the world. Because I, it, it's like the act in itself is almost seems innocent enough, but then like you ha- you get you dig into the process of like what led to that, which is like it means that you are like a person who like lives in Williamsburg, like. Williamsburg, Williamsburg. So Mm -hmm. you have thousands of dollars at your disposal at the very least going into your rent, you know, and you're ordering off of one of these apps that delivers, which means that you also have a little bit of money to throw around there. And you're, and you're living at one of these new fangled buildings, which means you have even more money because, you know, there's like the Puerto Rican community who lives on like South first or second Right mm-hmm. around like Fourth Avenue, there's still mm-hmm. like a nice on, enclave of OGs mm-hmm. over there and stuff, you know. Uh, so it's the not Jew- everybody in Williamsburg.
1: The Jewish hood is also there. The, this, yes. This, yes. Yeah, all the Jews living Absol- in NYCHA uh, over there. And the uh, yes. old
3: Italian neighborhood off of Graham Avenue, which if you watch Donny Brasco, that's where uh, that's where that's all takes place. Oh.
1: Absolutely.
3: So yeah, it just and then and then realizing that like some
0: and then there's the other thing where it's just like dude, people love getting their food. People love eating and getting food. I've I honestly I've done probably I think I've done sixteen hundred <laughs> sixteen hundred deliveries and I've gotten three people who are angry, maybe to see me, you know? So mm-hmm. people whenever I knock whenever I knock on their door, it's they're just like, Thank you. And then like, that's it, you know, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. So to me, as a working person, if you are so negligent that you're just like, I'm not even thinking about this $15 that I spent on, like, a small thing of ice cream and I'm just going to let it go. And then, uh-oh, I fucked up and forgot to get it because I live in a building where coronavirus stuff happens. And, and they don't have cell service, I, right? Like, Say what?
1: It, and the fact that there's no cell service, I mean, that makes a big difference in your ability to, like, contact them, let them know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just like and their first instinct is just sort of like, well, I'm taking the tip away. I'm taking the tip away because it didn't get delivered correctly. And it's just sort of like, dude, you're just going to die so fast when the apocalypse happens. It's just like you're going to be for first wave, first wave gone. You have no you have nothing to the table. You bring nothing to the table. All you can do is can I speak to your manager, you know? Uh, I don't mean to imply that this was like a, a woman or anything like that. I'm just uh, speaking broadly to, you know, uh, I think can, can I speak
3: men- to your manager is a it could be a unisex. I think it could be a universally douchey thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know so plenty, I know plenty of men, strong men of color who have asked to speak to the manager, you know, Gabe I'd Pacheco like to s- being one of them. You know, constantly constantly trying constantly to to speak to i'm
3: managers. i'm i am uh so upset with all of the um impulse purchases that i've made uh <laughs> clicking on instagram advertisements for, <laughs> that's uh, right cheap that's right floral shirts and uh accessories like uh ring lights for my for my laptop and i order these things from uh companies that were were thrown together day before yesterday that outsource all of their labor to factories in China. Oh, and yeah. then I have to wait two and a half months to get these items. And when I yes. look at the tracking numbers, they they send me it says the item is in a tanker on its way from China right now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not this, is, I got, personal. Take, this I gotta, is all
1: this is all fiction, baby. Xi Ping is not getting his tip. I'll just say that. Yeah. No,
0: no, no. Dude, I got I mean, I think. We might have even mentioned it on the podcast once where it's like you can tell those companies because when they do their Instagram ads, they always speed up things like their whole thing is we are not going to make this an Instagram story. We are going to make this under a minute so we can show all the stuff. So the minute you scroll through and you see an ad where it's like somebody doing something real fast, it means that they told the editor, you speed this up by two or three times so people can see it. But all that tells me is like you're just trying to unload plastic crap. Like off off on me. Like that's all you're trying to do, you know. So like it's it, if you see an Instagram ad where they're taking their time, you know, they're showing you a they're showing you a close up of a of a shoe and, yeah. or whatever, it means they're like that means made in the USA, brother. Mm. That's what that <laughs> that's what that means. Bespoke. Yes. Yeah, bespoke as hell. Bespoke as hell I might even say.
1: Uh, Instagram uh, is going to become basically like the, their big pivot is to become an, like the next Etsy. They are trying to pivot Instagram to become some sort of like bespoke Amazon or something like that, uh, which is exciting because originally because I always believed in it so much as a product, just <laughs> as serving social justice and being just uh, my favorite place to go and feel good about myself. Uh, <laughs> For me to just feel those, like uh, to like recognize parties I wasn't invited to. Uh that sort of stuff is really, really just inspiring for me. Those guy those guys, they want
0: to monetize and quantify everything. And it's just like it's just this this debate that I've been having with myself mostly about the effectiveness of that kind of strategy in general, or you can even take it on like certain moral terms, you know, like, like at what point do you cross the line into profitability, you know, with that stuff and the amount of energy that those Instagram ads or whatever that they put through just to sell a piece of (laughs) a piece of bullshit. It's, it's so much. It's like, for every million impressions that they do, they sell one piece of crap. But whereas sometimes, sometimes when me literal Danny just puts like, "Hey, I made a, I made a doorstop. Would you like to buy it for five dollars?" <laughs> sometimes my one impression is worth two doorstops, and it's it's you know it just. It really feel it shows you how ineffective that whole model is, you know? You know,
3: I like your doorstops. I'm thinking I want one for myself. I've got a therapist who needs one. I've yeah. I've got, uh, my osteoporosis uh, specialist could use one as well. Thank you very much. That'd be great. That's an osteopath.
1: Yeah. And my, uh, and my daughter
3: and her partner, they could both use doorstops. They have yeah, a two-bedroom. My lesbian daughter could
1: use a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> my lesbian daughter is even if you I haven't spoken to my lesbian daughter in 15 years because I don't approve of her lifestyle, maybe I'll try and uh, rekindle things by giving her a doorstop. I don't know.
3: You know what? Because it I'm I'm telling her, let's open the door. Let's mm. open the door. Let's oh, open the door. Yeah. Dude,
0: and that's a funny thing. It's it's like you could, dude, you could make so much on doorstops. There's so many <laughs> There's so many ends of wood, pieces of wood, that just otherwise go in the scrap bin. You cut a nice, what is that? Like uh, you cut a nice 160 degree angle in that. You get one of these. That's mm. like a yeah, like a 20 degree angle. Oh yeah. You put a nice, you put some uh, some paste wax on it, so it has some some uh, some um, protection on it. A nice little rubber base. I got a twenty dollar doorstop for you. My friend made a walnut. It's gonna be great.
3: Juicy.
1: Well, well, speaking of uh, twenty dollar walnut doorstop, these are the Deutsche <laughs> Bank executives responsible for serving Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> they, right. they kept the door open for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think Jeez. it's I think it's important just to uh, first and foremost just say these people's names because uh, uh, someone at the New York Times was uh, appropriate enough to actually uh to to reveal the names of the people Jan Ford Oh yes Jan Ford is the only person who is still at Deutsche Bank who is uh dealing with Jeffrey Epstein's finances uh the bank's head of compliance in the Americas Paul Morris who had previously helped manage the Epstein account uh he went before he was at Deutsche Bank when he was at JP Morgan there's also uh Charles Packard who is the head of the bank's American wealth management division uh then there is uh there was someone named Stuart Clark. Uh, he's the chief operating officer for the Americas. Someone else was there it was uh, Michael Chepiga, acting, acting general counsel for the Americas. Let's just say those people's names because uh, basically what happened recently was the New York Department of Financial Services uh, t- fined Deutsche Bank one hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh, that's right. The, that's right for their for dealing with Jeffrey Epstein for using for. having him be their clients. Uh, And basically, the authorities did not demand that they reveal the names, and Deutsche Bank, they declined to publicly identify any of the individuals involved. Uh,
3: Is there any other institution that does that, David? When, like, uh, an individual breaks a law, their institution protects them from having to be outed publicly and might even transfer them to another parish?
1: Uh, (laughs) I want to say that i think i know what you're talking about gabe uh and yes they are the catholic church uh very much is involved i don't know yes yes well
3: yeah but it's uh but you know there's like laws for us as individuals and then there's like a separate set of laws for institutions is what we're looking at here
0: right and and and, and there's like a legal
1: principle where like if you are doing something while you are doing your job, you cannot be held like personally liable for it. Um, but this is kind of going up, like a step beyond that, where it's like your reputation cannot even be held personally liable. Um so like 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 if Danny were um
0: Go like, on doing
1: his job <laughs> and he uh was got into a bike accident and he hurt somebody and the person sued him, he would probably not be able he would probably not be liable for it as long as he was doing his job and his employer would probably be uh on the hook for danny's accident right but this is a different thing this is like we are not even going to hurt someone's reputation it, it's a very very it's a it's a much bigger step right and keep in mind deutsche bank uh so i mean these people all got new jobs they all so mm-hmm. uh a few, like like I said, Jan Ford's the only one who's there. But Mr. Morris, he went to uh, Merrill Lynch. <laughs> Mr. Packard joined Bridgewater Associates, which is probably uh, by many people's standards like the most successful hedge fund in the world. Uh, they so if we look at the uh, assets under management for Deutsche Bank, they have 780 billion dollars in assets under management, and really a 150- hundred. <laughs> My God yeah yeah and no tip uh (laughs) they uh base i mean like uh so 150 million is really not a whole lot uh but really the the so they but bridgewater has this fund that packard went to 138 billion dollars as it's under management and people just worship bridgewater like just at we really need to do an entire episode on bridgewater it is one of the weirdest hedge funds in the entire world, they have like this weird culture with, of called like radical honesty where they'll just like. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like
0: a relationship thing. <laughs> Dude.
1: I don't
2: like your face. The way you chew your creamed spinach, it's unnerving. And your shoes are three years <laughs> out of style. Yeah, they're Get ugly. rid of those loafers. They're terrible. They make me nauseous, <laughs> frankly.
1: And it's, and like that's, let's like make the this CEO. guy a partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like the CEO, just like calling his mother. And she's like, You're not at work, Ray. You can't say that to me. And he's like, Sorry, I'm just, just, I'm just used to this lifestyle. I can't get, I can't. Uh, so basically, uh, but really like focusing on Deutsche Bank, which uh, they, it, it's a very common thing for, uh, to not publicly release the names of these things because you really want to have, uh it, like there's basically this idea that uh this was an accident that we were dealing with Jeffrey Epstein and this is kind of a faceless institution this is like a purely transactional thing and if you have specific people especially such high profile people like the head of compliance in the Americas who is known yeah. to have been dealing <laughs> with Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> and like four <laughs> other like c-suite people who were like face to face dealing with Jeffrey Epstein and or deciding whether to continue to deal with Jeffrey Epstein and do continuing it after learning the facts, um, that would absolutely just change the way that people understand banking. And it, it really, uh it, it's like, it's like cop unions. Like you don't want to reveal they're yeah. all out to like, kind of protect each other in kind of the same way. And uh you know i'm not Catholic, so i can't really speak on the catholic church and
3: none of th- none of these people have uh have lost anything doing this they've all fallen up no or gotten uh cushy deals in uh parallel companies and uh none of them had to cancel their hulu subscriptions they haven't lost <laughs> a dollar
1: no nothing no it's, a, it's just yeah it, it, all the money it, is being paid for by the way by shareholders right like when they're, yeah, when, when that's a, when the, a,
0: that's the funniest part. Like yeah. they they're com- being they're being completely um what do you call it? uh cushioned or they the they are the parachute. Like when I was reading the article that the New York Times put out on that I was like, "What? What the fuck are you, what are you talking about? It's going to shareholders. You have 800 billion under management and it's the shareholders
1: are paying for it?" Yeah. What? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, these people like, "Okay, so here's uh one person. So basically, uh, here, here's one quote. Despite Mr. Epstein's conviction in 2008 of soliciting prostitution from a minor and widespread press coverage of his involvement with underage girl girls.
0: That's a, that's a yikes. That's a yikes from me, me friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Mr. Morris yeah. in 2013 introduced Mr. Epstein to his Deutsche Bank bosses as, quote, a potential client who could generate millions of dollars of revenue as well as leads <laughs> for other lucrative clients to the bank. I mean, oh my God, it, it it's amazing that, I mean, uh, it, it it it's absolutely stunning that these people would have no consequences whatsoever. I mean, again, now this guy has a new job, he's at Merrill Lynch, he's a private wealth advisor, just like living living his dream.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, these people, <sighs> they nobody. I, I don't know how to particularly articulate this in, in like, a, a perfect way, but, like, it really just makes you think, like, uh, there's, people are just going to be out for blood even more now, you know? It's, like, the more this stuff piles up and the more, like, these, like, very obvious, not even trying to hide it, like, crimes against humanity happens and people are getting get away with this stuff over and over and over again it's just like what is that what does that do what does that do to the the society's psyche yeah where it's like we're, we're like we're we are like the new the news media is all just like oh my god could you believe these QAnon people you know like can you believe what they're talking about and it's just sort of like you guys won't Punish pedophiles. (laughs) What did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Come on.
1: I mean, or you're not going to punish their financiers or people who are just turning the other cheek on this stuff. You know, I mean, like, so Mr. Morris and Mr. Packard met with Epstein in his East 71st Street mansion in January of 2015 and asked him, quote, about the veracity of the recent allegations. No one took notes. The bank (laughs) told regulators. (laughs) (laughs) Also,
3: uh, it's so, hey, how about I just say no? no. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do this? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I
0: don't know, boss. He said he didn't do it. What's the matter? <laughs> uh.
1: So after they've, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is straight up mob stuff. Like, like, don't take notes. Like, they're just, they just watched The Godfather before they went to this meeting. I, I can't.
0: also. Also, I want to, I want to let you know right now, I just turned my phone, um, Sideways so I could use the calculator in its like long mode. Okay. And uh, and 150 million is approximately one like what is that? One twenty-eight twenty-eight thousand one hundred and twenty-fifth of uh eight hundred billion. So they lost one twenty-eight thousandth of their wealth <laughs> by mm-hmm. dealing with Jeffrey Epstein and one Twenty eight thousandth of their wealth is one hundred fifty million million
1: dollars, <laughs> and the money was paid for by the shareholders, stock stockholders, and the, and the stockholders. shareholders. So these are people who like probably just like own like a sliver of a mutual fund, who just a, which little, is invested, te- a little teeny part. Yeah, which is yeah. like invest. So this is just like a normal person probably has like a sliver of a mutual fund, which is invested uh, in part in Deutsche Bank, and so th- that just like was just like. Slivers of a penny that went that was chipped away once again at like normal people's retirement accounts instead of uh, yeah. these folks who, eight days after the visit to Mr. Epstein's mansion, a bank committee charged with vetting transactions that posed risks to the bank's reputation held a meeting. It was chaired by Stuart Clark, Michael Chepaga, other entities included Michael Chepaga and Miss Ford. Uh, the compliance executive who had joined the bank just one week earlier. The committee concluded mm. that it was it was it was comfortable with things that it was quote comfortable with things continuing with Mr. Epstein, according to an email that a committee member sent Mr. Packard. One committee member noted a number of sizable deals recently, according to the consent order. In other words, the relationship was making money for Deutsche Bank.
0: Woo! It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, this shit is uh, this shit is wild. Um. You know, I'm not sure. I know in the article they they shouted out this wonderful name, this guy, John Coffee Jr. Oh yeah. Uh John fantastic famous, name. Mr. Famous guy. Mr. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Java over here. Um <laughs> uh he uh, he has a book coming out Corporate Crime and Un and Punishment, The Crisis of Under Enforcement. Uh I guess it's coming out uh like in a couple weeks. The I'm I promise you after I finish The Power Broker that one's going right in the audiobook library, and I will be, I will be listening to that bad boy because people. I I don't I don't know if I can think of a like a super notable super recent book that talks about how much banks, financiers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, just get away with paying so little, <laughs> so little. Well, you know
1: where you find out about that stuff uh, on this little podcast called Ponzi Scream. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, So, on top of that, um, after that happened, or after that story came out, um, this was four days ago. Turned out that investors were suing Deutsche Bank and its CEO in the wake of the Epstein fine. So, this. So basically, (laughs) the whole thing is basically the investors are suing Deutsche Bank for not following. The rules for their their compliance procedures and sorts of uh, things that are just kind of you know the the pedophile tracker that all banks should have, right?
3: Yeah, I mean it could be like a thing with how we have uh, credit reports. You need to file a you need to get your credit score um, examined by uh, by a company, a reputable company, if you want to rent an apartment. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you want to work with a bank like this, they do a, they do a little run, a background check If pedophilia is in your background, maybe that's like a red flag or like a ding.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just a ding. <laughs> freecreditreport.com. You <laughs> should have gone to
1: freecreditreport.com. I-, uh. <laughs> I mean like remember yeah. like like if, like people who are like <laughs> deep deep fan deep fans of the show Ponzi Scream know that and we had Daniel J. Parafan on the show to talk to us about kind of more pedestrian money laundering activities and how to get away with them. Uh, yeah, there's there are procedures just for run of the mill like I'm like laundering my weed dealing business through a small bit like a laundromat that I started or whatever. Like there are procedures for all that stuff, but when there's allegations and private settlements uh, of pedophilia and sex trafficking and then all of a sudden you don't th- then the Deutsche, then Deutsche Bank is like ah, it's so much. Ah, we're going to it's it's above my pay grade. What can I say?
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah,
1: my hands are tied on this one. I can't. I just got a lot of Seems like a nice guy. So, uh they the investors uh, in Deutsche Bank sued uh Deutsche Bank for a lot of things, right? So for because of its lack of anti-money laundering compliance and deficiencies in its disclosure and uh, some procedures for its financial reporting, it has one of the lowest gradings offered by the Federal Reserve. Uh, and then they just basically, they're suing them for making, for lying, uh, for failing to remediate deficiencies to its AML, uh, pr- failing to properly monitor customers, that the bank itself deemed to be high risk. And yeah, I mean, all this stuff is just, you know, okay. The investors are, are clapping back, right? They're, they're, (laughs) they're kind of saying, Hey, this is bad. This is hurting their reputation. And they're suing the, the, the CEOs, but none of the CEOs that are in it were actually named people to have been dealing with Epstein. Like Jan Ford was not, is not in this lawsuit. Okay, the, the, this is um, just some other folks. Um, and Dude, and how annoying. These guys are catching flack for things that they didn't do. Right. They were just like, all I was doing was just bribing a Supreme Court justice to step down uh, so that he, he could, so we could appoint a conservative Supreme Court replacement. You know, like they were just doing normal stuff.
0: Just Yeah, to, regular, regular, regular shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it, Uh, I mean, I think... You know, if you uh pay attention to any kind of finance in general, you know, uh Deutsche Bank shouldn't be a um unknown name, uh because they I mean, this is just like you said, David, like this is one of the litany of things that they have been basically been caught red handed doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably one of the more notable things besides this being just kind of being one of the banks that you saw a lot of in the big short. <laughs> they were, they were absolutely complicit in uh, everything that happened with the 2008 crisis. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so, paid
1: more than $9 billion in fines since 2008, according to the New York times. Um, they just do a lot of naughty stuff, uh, manipulating interest rates, failing to prevent money laundering, evading sanctions on Iran. Uh, In other countries (laughs) engaging in fraud just like why not just just like throw that in there like they were just like oh yeah and we funded the Taliban like who knows just like put another thing just like throw it in there we are running like the independent state of Somaliland like who knows they're just uh so that's all happening and then uh this morning something else happened with this investor lawsuit, the judge who is in charge of the investor lawsuit, who just got to put on her docket four days ago, Judge Judge Salas, Judge Esther Salas, someone Jesus
0: Christ, that's a twi- that's an 18th century name. Go on,
1: <laughs> Esther. Someone invaded her home and shot and killed her 20 year old son and injured very seriously her husband uh so what <laughs> like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me uh and remember this is the judge that is like engaged in a class action lawsuit by the shareholders suing the bank that financed Jeffrey Epstein okay so this is um a pretty far this is not the judge that is dealing with uh, gasoline maxwell This is not the judge who is in charge with Jeffrey, the late Jeffrey Epstein himself. This is um, a very, very, like a pretty removed thing. But uh, she got attacked and. Yeah. Raising a lot of questions. Uh, What do you. What type of
3: questions? Why is this fishy?
1: Like what? I mean, it's
3: just. (laughs) Well, you know, violence. I mean, we live in a violent society. Uh, There's a lot of gunplay out there. I don't know if the son owed somebody 20 bucks. I don't know. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a jealous. Maybe the who knows what the husband could have been having some shady dealings himself. You know, this is just a judge, right? Yeah. Spell it out. Spell it out for us, David.
1: Well, you think that it's like, okay, the judge who is in charge with a lawsuit that is handling the accountability of the financiers of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, oh, getting... so
3: this is like a follow the money type thing. Yeah. Right? It, it,
1: I mean, like, there's the whole thing of, like, okay, you see the incentive and you see the action. It's like, how can you not want to connect the dots? Right? we
3: bono. we
1: bono. <laughs>
0: J- Gabe just shook the camera. It was, it was,
1: uh, <laughs> it was uh, a
0: very dun, dun, dun. I'm going to have to, get, dude, we're going to get some new sound effects for this episode. It's going to be great.
1: New sound effects. -hmm. I, yeah, I, you want to make those connections because there is such an erosion of trust of our Mm -hmm. institutions generally, completely, uh, especially in relation to the Jeffrey Epstein case, anything that relates to him. People are just like, like every single publication, I think, except for Reuters, I've seen has called it a suicide. We all know, or like an alleged suicide even, but like everyone knows it wasn't a suicide.
0: Dude, this is another thing. They never call him a pedophile. They always call him a disgraced financier. What? <laughs> He's not, he didn't suicide himself because he was disgraced. He, he was murdered for unknown reasons, but pro, but, but mostly because of,
1: the teenage sex ring that he had going on. You know who's a disgraced. Come on! Fina- you know who's a disgraced financier? The person who was banking with the pedophile and sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. That would be yes. a disgraced financier. But he is yeah. not like just because he was paying someone and blackmailing someone to do something does not make him a financier. Like, Al Capone yeah. was not a disgraced financier. But he had a lot of money. like I mean, it's just ridiculous. so yeah, I mean, like there's just so much dude, just mistrust about this stuff. That- dude, you know whos a, you know who's a disgraced
0: financier? The God himself, Bernie Madoff, that's a fucking disgraced financier right mm-hmm. there. you know you, that guy, he's disgraced as all hell, all right? And it's because he was fi- <laughs> his finances were shady AF, okay? That's it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it.
1: <laughs> he was a disgraced financier. I don't know who else is a disgraced financier, like Joe Lieberman, maybe. Uh, there's a few Yeah, I'll, that, I'll throw him into that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but like, so I, I think that uh, the we don't trust these institutions and anything affiliated with this case, okay? But the person who has been pinned to have killed this judge's son, uh, not rela- seemingly not related to the Jeffrey Epstein case, okay? Uh, a man named Roy Den Hollander Okay. Uh he uh is an anti-feminist activist and lawyer who law enforcement says shot and killed uh this judge's son. He dressed up like a FedEx empl- a FedEx driver and shot this 20-year-old kid home from college, okay? This guy uh one of the most like psychotic people I've ever seen. Just one of the scariest like if you look at his website it looks like it's from nineteen ninety-six. Um, he has Oh yeah. It, his website says Roydenhollander.com and then anti-feminist lawyer is what he says on the top of his on the top of his website. Okay. This man, um, all he does is just he is just sue people to try and be like a men's rights activist. He in 2011 he sued a nightclub, I think, uh, to and ladies' night at a nightclub?
3: <laughs> I get that. I get that. Ladies' night is unfair. It's uh, also uh, buy one, get one free. Ladies' night, annoying. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your Honor,
0: if you, <laughs> Your Honor, if there is going to be a ladies' night, there has to be a corresponding night where dudes rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh he trust- j-
1: yeah it's ridiculous i mean he's like he's like your honor um i just want to present to the record of evidence uh women be shopping uh yeah <laughs> absolutely insane uh i
3: have the stats to prove it i have
1: the stats <laughs> yeah
0: i'm gonna go to our key witness uh bernie mack uh
1: <laughs> um okay so I, I like oh he was kick the- it. <laughs> bump.
0: bump, bump. <laughs> Bum, bum. I'm sorry, I, I had to do it so I could add in the sound, soundbite. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: He does that. He also uh, tried to start a class at the University of South Australia on men's rights activism. Um, I mean, the man is just all over the place. The probably the most disturbing thing is that he also wrote jokes. Uh, oh, so scary! I mean, just like dude, that yeah,
0: that's the lynch, that's the lynchpin. That's the linchpin. He thought he, has, a he thought he was a comic. He thought he was a comic.
1: I mean, I, like this guy has thirteen pages of like essentially sexist knock knock jokes. And if Hell not- yeah.
3: And he tried them at the open mic at the stress factory.
1: Yeah. It's yes. just like it's just like, oh, I've seen you at Broadway Comedy Club at four PM on a Tuesday, I'm sure. Uh You know, you
0: know what the 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 greatest irony? of this is is just the fact that there there is this attack on this in the moment very prominent judge that is so sketchy that it absolutely reeks of conspiracy but there is a chance that this is honestly and truly just a fucking oddball yeah and Because it is just lines up so perfectly, there is a remote chance that what this that this event prevented another actual assassination from happening because it's just like the CIA or whoever is actually doing it just like, God damn it, it's too hot now. It's too hot. We can't actually, we can't go through with our we can't go through with it. It's sure still obvious. It's ter it's it's terrible. It I mean a a man a 20-year-old is dead because of it. Yeah. But it's uh yeah, it's uh I mean the guy's clearly I mean, like
1: deranged, right? Like like this guy yeah. just is so mentally unstable. He like just got roasted on the Colbert. Rapport, uh and he like kept that clip of him getting roasted on his website. Uh, I mean the man is All over the place. And he, basically, he wrote this memoir that he left online. He called Judge Salas a lazy and incompetent Latina judge appointed by Obama. Referring to a 2015 case Salas presided over, Hollander said he wanted to ask the judge out, but thought she might hold me in contempt.
0: This, this is, this is so, I mean, for lack of a better word, this is so extra. This is so, this is, this is, he's, he's, he's just shitting. It's like, it's like, he's just shitting his pants.
1: So like, yeah, he had a 1700 page screed of his memoirs, self-published, uh, talks about how he hates his mom and other women enraged about women judges, fantasizing about violent rape of another judge who presided over his divorce case. Okay. His previous marriage, when he got divorced, um... Basically, he was married to um, allegedly this woman who was the former mistress to a Chechen warlord, money launderer, and drug smuggler. <laughs> all right, just now a we're real che- a
0: real trad wife. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing Chechnya into this. Awesome, that's that's tight, man. Dude, I love it. <laughs> there's
1: always a Russia Russia gate, man. It's all it's all, it all goes back to Robert Mueller, baby. Uh, I mean, it, no, th- this it is just one of the. Weirdest things, part of the okay. So I mean, there's an ex a thought that maybe like this is the CIA is now just like okay, we're not going to touch this. We have to let this alone. Mm -hmm. There's another thing where it could be both, right? Wherein yeah, the CIA hired this guy to do this thing, right? There's that theory, and then there's also just the theory like this is a freak fucking coincidence because this man is insane, and frankly, he would like. This is not the judge you would go after if you were trying to protect Jeffrey Epstein and, you know, Jelaine Maxwell or even really Deutsche Bank. Like, the or well, maybe Deutsche Bank, I guess. But, like, you would... Um, it's so removed in some ways.
0: Go on, David. Describe which judge we should assassinate. Go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it,
1: it's like this was... And also the lawsuit was filed four days ago. I mean, they would have to have... Gotten their act together so quickly that they would have had to, to 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 get this assassination together to have it be aligned with it. I don't know. I, I, I'm. It's.
3: A- I think most assassinations. You know, like a wedding takes like nine months to plan or whatever. It's like an ass- a good assassination. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. You gotta put all like right. two or three weeks <laughs> into it, you can't. It's not a four day slap dash Uh. Wham bam. Thank you ma'am. Event. It's. Hmm. There's logistics, yeah. Yeah how how long did it take? Uh,
0: well, no, I think um, old uh guy who killed Kennedy uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. At least I think it took him. He he had it in his mind for a while. He wanted a. He was uh He had it going. He was training with that gun for a little while. Uh, what was his? Yeah. Motive?
1: What it? What was his like alleged motive? Did, was there ever one figured out? Did anyone ever?
0: Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh. Uh, the the actual uh, situation is that um, oh wait no that's who actually killed Kennedy yeah I mean the, now, people say it was the
1: mob people say it was the CIA there, like, there there's a
0: lot going on there I will say now though as as I think the you know uh, a podcast I listened to last podcast on the left right now we got a lot of high strangeness in the air going on mm-hmm. we got a lot of we got a lot of weird coincidence what have you uh, in in the air
1: yeah and i don't usually like i like coincidences are usually bullshit like it, it's just absolute especially anything surrounding this but the more you look at the facts of this situation how could somebody plot like to have this judge assassinated or threatened to the point of it like being so afraid um within a four-day time frame find this person And then get this plot all together. Um, It it, it seems a little far fetched. Whereas, like Jeffrey Epstein killing himself is incredibly far fetched, and you know, like, so it's it makes me not think that it is related. Gabe, what do you think? You've been you're quiet.
3: I think it feels uh, completely unrelated because the guy just seems like someone who hates women, and he's a lawyer. And what's more high status in his field would be a judge, and so mm-hmm. to find a, a judge who's a woman uh, is just like his mother. And even if he didn't kill her, to kill the men in her life, uh, in a way is uh, it would be uh, wiping th- wiping away the the placeholders and getting himself closer to her. So how do you yeah, know, how do you replacing re- replacing the <laughs> husband and, and son with himself.
1: Mm. You seem really, you seem really versed in this sort of mindset. Yeah, yeah, Gabe, like, yeah. it's textbook. Uh, I watch <laughs> a lot
3: of, I watch a lot of Mind Hunter. I am uh, an armchair uh, forensic psychologist.
1: An armchair, uh, the, yeah. I turned
3: down the FBI uh, and Quantico for a, a lucrative job as a third mic on a podcast.
1: Like <laughs> this is what you do when like the Fed is just like giving out trillions of dollars to corporate america there's no response there's no accountability for the rich and people are just like dying and starving all at once and mm-hmm. there's like like two senile people running for the presidency one of them is like an absolute psychopathic maniac um and the other one just wants to stick ice cream up his nose and uh hang um but like they <laughs> if i just want joe biden,
0: <laughs> joe biden joe biden wants to hang
1: he, he, he to loves it yeah. Yeah. And, and like props to him, dude. That's chill. Um but like <laughs> when you like what do you expect us to do but just constantly be coming up with conspiracy theories when things like this happen? Like I don't understand how anyone can still just follow the facts as they are given everything that we've seen and witnessed and felt these past like 5 years, 10 years. They're just how could people still trust these institutions um so i mean
0: if, i mean people you know um pfft, it's, it's 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 like it's weak uh, you know Amer- the Amer- american america as it is i mean it's it seems it seems like weak and pathetic and whatever to us but like i don't know a lot of people at the end of the day they're just sort of like hey man we got to get together we're all in this st- world and get through this like platitude Platitudes will push people a long way, you know. Um, I do think those things do fall a short once people stop being able to get groceries. But uh, uh, and I mean, clearly, it's obvious that like just the anti-maskers that are going on right now, the fit that they're throwing just by being asked to not pass on the coronavirus. You know, you can see that's like the inverse. That's like the inverse of it you know people do take guys, a lot of bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean like do you guys... I mean I I don't know. It it's maybe I live in like a bubble or something like that, but I just don't even really know anyone who doesn't like even my dad who's just like just kind of a you know normal you know trad dude he's just like oh yeah, Epstein absolutely killed himself. I mean I, I mean absolutely like absolutely did not kill himself. Excuse me. Like did not kill himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean there's just like no uh I, I I don't know. Um
3: Well, I think uh most people don't um if if something's outside of the realm of your uh, of your immediate power, or then you're you don't care that much. Like, what do we really care about? We care about getting laid. We yeah. care about finishing the last dance. Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix. Uh, we care about um, making sure that we get enough sleep before work tomorrow and getting our our workout in. You know, oh, yeah. like so within that. You you go what what where do I actually have power? It's at, it's like in God's hands even whether or not <laughs> we're all gonna die from coronavirus. So I think there's this nihilism of okay, well we gave up three three months of our lives to be indoors, and uh, what what can we real like Epstein is so outside of what people are even thinking about right now mm-hmm. because. They don't know if the stimulus checks
1: are going to be re-upped at the end of July. But there is something that is like a little bit like re... I mean, like th- th- this like incompetency of like our institutions, there is like a little bit of a, a silver lining to that. And that is just like how the Alabama Republican Party is choosing its candidates.
3: <laughs>
1: you mean the, the cream of the crop, the most qualified?
0: The it's, a, it's a
3: meritocracy? The biggest boys,
0: the the most crimson tide. (laughs)
1: Uh, so Mm. the guy who just won the Alabama primary against, uh, Jeffrey Beauregard, uh, is this guy, the former college football coach, Tommy Tuberville. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he was Mr.
0: Tube, Mr. Tube.
1: He was, uh, at Auburn university. Uh, but then he also went to Cincinnati and I think he also went a few other places. Um, but he also was uh, did a brief stint as a co-owner of a hedge fund, okay? Just like you do. I mean, I, th- this really like goes to like in all a lot of these deep red states. If you are a coach of a col- a successful college sports team, you are maybe one of the most powerful people in the entire state.
0: Oh, absolutely. Un unquest- unquestioned power, especially if it's a state that does not have a formal football team. Alabama, there's no yeah. Alabama team. It's right. all college stuff, right? Um, yeah, it's I I have to say too, you know, I've heard in the national media, you know, like oh uh, Doug Jones, who knows what's going to happen, you know, whether or not he faces Tommy Tuberville or Jeff Sessions. You know, this was before um tommy tuberville got uh won the republican primary but i had no fucking idea that he was partially in charge of a goddamn hedge fund how could you just how could people just le- not mention this so that's huge according, so
1: according to the new york times mr tuberville and this guy uh who was at uh lehman brothers named john david Stroud, and we all know lehman know and love lehman brothers
2: and Love him. They. Huh.
1: This guy was a former guy, a former broker there. They entered into a fifty-fifty partnership, uh, and they met, and uh, they they just kind of you know entered into this. Oh God, where do, where do my notes go on this? Uh, by a fundraiser for the Auburn athletic department, became friends. They went on a family trip to Jamaica, and he was investing. Then soon, Mr. Tuberwill left Auburn. Uh, he was investing money with Mr. Stroud, uh. But the thing is, is what it seems like is that Mr. Stroud kind of swindled the dude a little bit. Like, he kind of went in, but what ended up happening was this hedge fund got sued. They all lost money. Uh, they. It's Someone said that it had the optics of a Ponzi scheme, according to court records. And he lost a lot of money. Like, uh, so basically, the in March 2012, the CFTC filed a complaint against Mr. Stroud, saying that he defrauded nearly $5 million from at least 17 investors. Um, uh, and in one of his ventures with Tuberville, the TS Capital Fund, not only had he racked up trading losses of nearly $1.2 million, he had misappropriated nearly $2.3 million using it for car payments, travel expenses, entertainment, and retail purchases, false uh, accounting statements, tax records. I mean, all this stuff, we all hear it before. Just spending it on trad stuff, you know, normal ass, Like, Where's, cars? Yeah, getting trips. Time to stuff.
0: get a boat. Time to get a fucking boat, man. Always also, do the same thing. Dude, that is some, what, what you just described uh, is a, a, a well early. I don't know if either of you have ever had an experience like this, but like going on a fucking co family vacation, you, both of your families just go to, va- to Jamaica to get, like, my family would never put that burden. On another family <laughs> If we If we fucking went to um, Camping To the tropics Anything It's just gonna be us Why would you ever The only way I could ever see that happening If it was like a wedding You know That's mm-hmm. That's That's a What a
3: horrible burden To put on another family I'm into it dude I'm into I'm into <laughs> tribes <laughs> I'm into Building Yo dude You gotta find Like minded people Maybe have it be like a Like a key party couple like wife swapping thing mm-hmm. you keep I mean, it from the kids but you know
1: i mean how else people are going
0: into
3: different people's cabins at night
0: <laughs> i knew i knew we were going i knew we were going to get into a swingers swingers mode
3: i knew that i was like this and it's because it feels that way why would you uh, you, you know, know you what? get it's cheaper you can rent a uh like a chalet uh, on the beach in bali for yeah. both, fa- for whatever, how many eight, ten bedrooms have three, yeah. three couples and their kids come?
1: Gabe, I want to come. This sounds awesome, <laughs> 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 dude. Wait, Everybody the, the in the tribe the, has
3: a has a brand, a little tattoo.
1: the, the difference, the I, difference between your attitudes about group family vacations is like probably very clearly a financial one. Like Gabe is going to Bali <laughs> with microchips <laughs> in your wrists, staying at like an all included resort. <laughs> I mean Danny were you just no, talking No no like, you you make yeah, the resort yeah.
3: yourself. D- Danny yeah. was probably
1: just like oh yeah we're driving to Yosemite uh with <laughs> with, the, with the Jensens in like a VW uh, right. 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 it's like everybody a, it's it's on it it's a the three the Jensens are on our trip, laps.
3: You
0: know? <laughs> Dude this is this is, I, look it absolutely reeks of me and my family uh going to central washington to go cross-country skiing because my parents do not want to pay for downhill skiing.
1: Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> when,
0: when, I'm like, when I'm like eight years old, I'm a child just desperately trying to find any hill so I can just wee down on these just, like overly long skis. There was you know? no reprieve from the
3: horizontal
1: <laughs> death. Yeah. Yeah. Cross-country skiing, just like
3: <laughs> muted thrills
1: yeah. for the the taste Muted thrills. Muted, yeah. uh, Muted
0: thrills.
3: A gentle slope. Nowhere <laughs> to be found. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, but, I mean, look. Tommy <clears throat> Tuberville, he got, uh, he either was like deliberately involved in this corrupt hedge fund. Uh, got in a lot of trouble. Uh, he got people, a uh, lot, lot of people lost a lot of money. Uh, but his lawyer is basically saying uh, that he was a victim himself. Uh, it was bad judgment mm-hmm. that he got in bed with a guy who was a crook. quote being naive is not a crime, which makes me think like if you're an alabama republican do would you and i i genuinely mean this question like jump inside the mind of one of these Trump Republicans in Alabama, would you rather mm-hmm. have a stooge or a crook?
0: Oh, I mean, look i I, I, everybody loves a stooge from a um, position of a, executive authority where they have some powers, but like you don't want them be able to, to be able to touch the nuclear codes. Uh, yeah, a crook is a crook is going to give you wonderful return investments, or yeah. at least attempt attempt that. You know,
1: I feel like I feel uh, like if you're an, a GOP Republican, you want to actually be like, no, 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 I did this. I was the mastermind behind this, and they would love that. You don't want to come across as, like, a victim, as a loser, as, like, a cuck to this hedge fund guy. You know, like, the their the lawyers has, re- like, they may be dealing, they, they just have the completely wrong strategy, in my opinion, for, for the Alabama Republican Party.
0: Yeah, they could just be like, he outsmarted him, you know, as if to apply, hey, this Tommy guy, he's real smart. But you know what? Some people, they got God on their side. And they're just, uh, they're real geniuses when it comes to it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually, though, I will retract part of my statement and say that some people can be brilliantly and blindingly smart, but still blinded by their own hubris. Like
1: that would have been a really funny thing. uh, Tommy Tuberville's lawyer to say is like, he was too smart. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man. Hey man. Hey man. I was too smart. What can I say? I just, uh, (laughs) Uh, So, okay, but listen to this. So the lawyers for the plaintiffs in public court filings uh, called it, quote, a sad irony that one of the escorts that this hedge fund manager, Stroud, frequented performed more due diligence on Stroud than Tuberville did, adding, she asked for references, confirmed contact numbers and websites, and refused to meet him until he provided the information she required.
3: Dude, a background Uh, check. Think about that. I want to rent an apartment. I have to go through a stringent background check. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you want to go and hang out with an escort, she is gonna she's gonna breathalyze you. She's gonna take your fingerprints. You're gonna mm-hmm. get a retina scan. Uh, you're gonna get a COVID test. Uh, you're gonna get an antibodies test. But if you want to give uh, twenty million dollars to Deutsche Bank. They will interview you behind closed doors with no records kept. Yeah, and, and they'll be like, <laughs> they'll do one of these. They'll just be like, they'll be like, uh, "You cool?"
0: Like, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, also, yeah. The, I mean, that's literally I, yeah, dude, what Tommy this is, Tuberville did, right? Like,
0: dude, this is this is this is this is Comcast. This is like what I like call Comcast uh, theory one hundred and one, where the reason Comcast had those giant cable boxes. For decade, like a decades. Meanwhile, Apple is coming up with new versions of, of phones, a newer, a newer, a newer. Mm-hmm. And just because they have that direct competition with Samsung, this fucking guy, yeah, sure, he's a great uh football coach for Auburn. Meanwhile, every other a- aspect of his life is so untested, so unbattle worn that when a guy, when, when a fucking uh uh, uh snake comes up to him and just goes like. Hey, you wanna be part of a hedge fund? He's just like walking in there, like fucking Mr. Magoo. Like, oh boy, nothing bad's gonna happen here. That's Mickey Mouse, but you get what I'm saying. You yeah, know? Like, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I don't know. Why I did Mickey, but I was, uh, yeah, I was with you until you fucked up that Mr. Magoo impression. I mean, Jesus, fuck uh, <laughs> fucking, that's uh, unforgivable. Uh, I know, but I, I mean, it, look, the plane—it's—it's it's insane. That he would just not do the due diligence on it. But again, um, what do you fucking expect, I guess, with these people? You just can't. It, these people cannot be uh, relied on. But I will say who can be relied on is uh, escorts uh, clearly have like a completely like robust compliance procedure. Like they <laughs> <laughs> really beautiful. They're beautiful. Brilliant, beautiful people. They like we anti-money love beautiful. <laughs> They're like anti money laundering. They're like anti money laundering. Their corporate disclosure practices. They like probably like register <laughs> with the commodities <laughs> future trading commission. Like they got everything yeah. locked down. Um,
0: look, look, we love our beautiful. We love our beautiful. Es- we have the most beautiful escorts in all of the world. All right beautiful (laughs) uh
1: anyone who does not think that sex work is real work at this point um needs to have a a chat with with this one who clearly has just like some of the best human resources officers uh, on deck uh i know make
3: them the screeners for everything
1: yeah yeah
0: everything they would be so good at it they're just like yeah um yeah it's uh again look did Tommy Tuberville lead Auburn to a a, a complete and total victory during their 2004-2006 college football year? Yeah. Sure. Great. Don't let him touch anything over a fucking Chipotle family order check. It's not not to be not to be considered <laughs> the man. <laughs> And and realistically, he will probably beat Doug Jones. <laughs> like like he like everybody is has Doug Jones basically clinging on for dear life. Uh, and if he stays in the Senate um, this November, it will be because Trump lost, if that makes any sense. So, so yeah.
1: The, OK, so the Alabama Democrats like actually um they're doing they're doing some good work, though, I got to say um like they sent out a series of tweets uh in relation to tommy tuberville right after he won uh i'm gonna read i'm just gonna read them to you one after the other he lost his last iron bowl 36 to zero collects millions of dollars in pension money from hard-working alabamians and bilked investors based on their trust in his investment advice perfect Tubbs. <laughs> doug's gonna run you through like fred tally at an 11 a.m jefferson pilot game no
0: that idea. Might, that dude. That might as well have been Swiss. Like I don't like. What the? What? What is that? uh Tom,
1: ne- Next one. Tommy Tuberville said he'd leave Ole Miss, quote, in a pine box. Days later, he left for Auburn. Never told his players goodbye. At Auburn, he had a wandering eye every year. At Texas Tech, he ditched a recruit during dinner to leave for Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Wonder who he's lying to now. These. This is this person dude, needs a promotion this is great dude
0: i i love the dude, I, you, I caught something while you were saying that uh, what they're having like a fun little teammate dinner mm-hmm. like like dude these guys are still on like they they they're interacting like antebellum slavery times it was like if you leave during a dinner that is the biggest that is the biggest disregard that you can have for a person this guy <laughs> gets like but, but this twitter account
1: gets that culture though we don't that <laughs> Yeah. like these tweets are not for us and that's great like th- what i like about it <laughs> is that i don't understand it because senate races should not be catered to we three kings of uh, you know of east coast you know re- uh, blue states you know like this is not what it's all about this is all about whoever these people are and whatever whatever fred tally means i don't know is that, is, that like an <laughs> pa- is that like an Austin Powers word for a penis? I don't really know.
0: Malfred Um, my afraid, my afraid tally. um uh,
1: Senator Jones got four, uh, got justice for four little girls murdered during church by the Klan. Tommy Tuberville thought a one-game suspension was enough when one of his players raped a little girl. Which one cares more about your oh. future? Alabama Democrats tweet. You scared of your own shadow? You scared of your own shadow? Can an incumbent Democratic senator win in a red state? Us. Ready to storm hell with a super soaker. Tuberville couldn't score a TD for two weeks with his first four rounders, four first rounders on, <laughs> on his offense. He also lost to Vanderbilt. #1 Alabama, like <laughs> <laughs> Alabama,
0: al- dude. A- Alabama's a weird place. It's uh, it's home of Huntsville, which is um, like where all of like rocket science basically developed in, in like the 1960s and stuff. Coincidentally, also where a lot of <laughs> Or a lot of Nazi scientists after they were taken in from, like, uh, you know, uh, the United States program to get all the rocket science from them. You can uh, get great strudel there. <laughs> yeah. <you can>. Ex- <laughs> excellent. Um, Al- yeah. Alabama. Alabama is a weird place. Uh, yeah. You know. And you know what? God, God bless. Uh, I don't personally favor Doug Jones, but uh, we'll
1: see what happens. You know? oh, No, no. His politics align with mine perfectly. Um, just everything. About him. He's he's <laughs> everything. Yeah, everything perfectly. Yeah, he's he's basically AOC, uh, but better because he's because, yeah yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but it I, I I gotta respect the social media account for, um, for the specificity and, uh, for for them just going full guns against uh little little Tommy tubes. Uh,
0: it's the it's the least Pete Buttigieg thing I've ever seen, like it's.
1: Yeah, exactly. Petty,
0: yeah. P- petty, petty grievances. Petty <laughs> grievances. And like, <laughs> and honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Pete Buttigieg was like clearly made for like wealthy blue staters to like him, and yeah. Uh, those those tweets are not. So, God bless. Um, I don't know. What what else do you guys want to say? Anything, should we go? Do you guys have any other thoughts? Um,
0: only thing, only other thing I have is I think Gabe, you'll probably like this. My friend Carrie sent me this like Spanish tuna in this nice can so like i don't know i feel like bonito
3: del norte yeah i don't know it looks cool Uh, open crack that open in the common space of your apartment and uh (laughs) just bask in the aroma Uh, yeah 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 everyone will love it what's it smell like (laughs) yeah i haven't opened it yet but the
0: can is beautiful and you know that i'm keeping it after i after i'm done with everything
3: yes sir i'm
0: gonna put trinkets in it so yeah Everybody be careful out there. Um make sure that if you're going to order ice cream over uh, a, a uh, an app, uh, just don't do that. And don't you fucking dare don't you dare fucking order a goddamn root beer float from oh. from sh- from Shake Shack, which I've also delivered. You, it's <laughs> impossible. It's impossible.
1: Uh folks, go out and uh, just think of the most uh esoteric and ephemeral Thing to get delivered and specifically request Danny Feltz, and it Please. will turn it into a little competition. And whoever if Danny get like the, but just tip him more, like deliver, get whatever you want, just yeah, just, like that's the that's the real crime. Who gives a shit about the rupee or float? Just give him a big boy tip.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: I don't mind. I could be bought. Why not? And uh, and so can I. And uh, so can you, listener. Uh, we can all be bought. This has been Ponzi Scream. Uh, thanks so much and, uh, and good night. Thank you. Bye Bye-bye. bye. See you next week. See you next week.